Oh my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Trying, man. Do I'm not trying. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here! Do it! Stop running! Go back in. Do not run! Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark. The internet's only Zach Baggins specific podcast ever. Probably. I mean, it is. We are the best. You're talking to a master taunter. This is the only podcast that dares to ask the question of what the fuck... Why even make this goddamn episode? This is the most boring fucking nothing sandwich. <laughs> we are three episodes into season two, and... And it sucks. Oh. Seriously, like, halfway, like, not even halfway. I thought I was, I, we were, I, the episode was done. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Well, uh, we ain't got a show. Oddly enough, I did manage to take eight pages of detailed notes about this in my thoughts. <laughs> I have a fair amount of notes myself, Joel, <laughs> and it's a lot of hate. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of hate. So let's let's let the hate flow through us. Give it to your hatred. Give it to your anger. Feel the power of the dark side of the force. As we talk about Ghost Adventures Season 2, Episode 3, La Purisma Mission. Aaron may look like he's dressed like an Indian. It's really hot. I hate you. That's a slap, Bill. That's that's a hard slap. Can you talk? Talk and speak into here. Talk, talk, speak. Dude, it's Sam. What do you mean it's Why Sam? Why would you put Sam on a hill? It's the Chumash versus the Padres. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Chumash versus Padres. Flute music. It's sacred. Head-to-head -head action. <laughs> so, oh, God. We open up on uh, La Prisma Mission. It was established by the Spanish in the 1800s in California. So Zach is given a little story about the history, about how yeah. you know the, the natives <laughs> took so well to the mission system until they didn't. <laughs> didn't yeah <laughs> jesus christ and and speaking of really not smooth transitions did you notice that really weird awkward edit in the opening of this episode i probably did i certainly didn't write it down so for our witches and warlocks out there uh, when you open up zach is going on his big rant against how shitty the spanish were <laughs> But I think in, oh, yeah, yes. in, in post, he realizes that it would probably be thematically more interesting for, instead of him standing in front of the mission, to stand in front of one of the Chumash huts. So there's this yes. like, immediate tone slash cut where he's like in the middle of a sentence and it cuts to him from in front of the mission. And suddenly there's a beat and a pause and then he's in front of a fucking like a hut. Yes, and he's still continuing the same sentence, yes. <laughs> the edit was bad. The editing in this whole episode is really bad. This is probably the most petty review I've ever uh, given of Zach's speech patterns. 
one minute and 37 seconds in, he's talking about uh, the Spanish bringing their religion to the Chumash. But he hits that there with, like, a straight-up U. Their religion. <laughs> their religion. Their that one slide i let him have that one joel but you <laughs> i can't I, <laughs> yeah, <he's> so, <laughs> that is very petty but i you know what it's I'm, fine i'm a petty kind of person <laughs> fuck it he can come and get us i think this episode is also really funny because the whole beginning sequence is like he's telling this story um but they had no budget for reenactments. So they just cut, kept cutting to different parts of the same painting. Yeah. Oh, I love that part. <laughs> it was like, oh, just so boring. Hashtag this whole fucking episode. The, there's some, there's some things that are interesting. Like we are on our, our, our two in an episode row, uh, streak of Zack hating on the Spanish, which is good because the Spanish Catholics are a bunch of fuckers. In the 18th century, the Spanish came here and they stole the land from the Chumash Indians. Did you do that? Did you Matanza? That makes me angry against the Spanish. This is our fort, nachos. There's two stories that are offered about why the revolt happened. One, which is the official story, is that a Spanish uh, corporal was very cruel. Yes, and, and according to the, the storyteller, uh, he said uh, there's a corporal who was, pardon the phrase, into corporal punishment. Uh, yes, that, that storyteller was uh, Steve Jones, the former La Parisma Park Ranger. I can yes. imagine why he's the former, because with that, that kind of pun game... Ooh. Oh, man. But, you know, somebody else, a very important person mm. in the paranormal world, has a, a contrasting <sighs> story. Oh, I love... Yes, tell us about this fucking psychic zaddy. We called upon what, what I think is one of the grandfathers of paranormal here in the state of California. This is Richard Sennett. I looked at him. He had these big brown eyes, I remember. Bam, he was gone. Psychic scars. Devil has the voice of many waters. Richard Sennett, psychic researcher and author, said that it was because of taxes, which is confirmed by zero people in this episode. And I looked it up. I saw no mentions of tax disputes on any historical website regarding this missions so i don't know what the fuck libertarian ass shit he's doing this man holy shit he he you know and, it, and at first he starts he starts speaking and you're like oh he seems like a like a historian or something but then you read his the description of him on the little side and it says you know psychic researcher slash author and everything he says you're like sure sounds reasonable until he gets to the point where he goes and you know that left a lot of psychic scars yeah. And then that's when it was like, oh. Oh. I know who you are. Yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing is, Zach mentioned, like, what a, a, a titan of the paranormal world this guy is. So I, of course, had to do some research, as I often do. And uh, 
oddly enough, Richard Sennett does not have much of a web presence. I looked him up, too. <laughs> <laughs> He's got, like, one page on Google. Yeah, but be careful, because it is an unsecured website that probably hasn't been updated <laughs> since, like, 1999. It's carrying a lot of malware. You, If you download any PDF from that website, you will get a, a fucking no, virus. I, I, I did look him up, and, yeah, the, it's, it's, it's a uh, time time capsule of a search <laughs> and you know uh did you realize because I, I looked i i found uh i looked at his videos uh on youtube and he's still out there doing his best uh, wow. and i i would highly recommend our witches and warlocks if you want to be whisked away into a banal a fantasy world a fantasy world of banal boring poorly edited nonsense uh his his investigating cemetery park in ventura uh, california is a wonderful watch not very popular only 437 (laughs) views so far if you liked bioshock You'll love the psychic libertarian, <laughs> Richard Sennett. Richard Sennett, the psychic libertarian who, uh, my favorite part about his most recent foray into the paranormal, that cemetery park uh, investigation, it is a wonderful experience where he takes a bunch of young children, very young children, under his wings to go on a ghost hunt in this park it's great because there's literally like they're like middle schoolers some parents were like yeah yeah richard spencer libertarian uh, psychic researcher seems like a good person to have our children with alone in a park that is a true recipe for a lot of trap souls his confidence i think is Ooh. what uh what you know zach really latches on to he likes someone who has answers and and is very sure of themselves. Oh yeah, 1000%. Notice he's got a hat. Uh, they did have large brimmed hats which they would fold up at the side like the kind of like an Aussie might have. The two the, the big hauntings are Chumash were mistreated on the land no duh believe it or not believe it or not i know shock fucking shock pikachu some, face over here some, <laughs> some fucking some uh well-armed shitty catholics showed up and fucked over a bunch of native americans yeah what, what a surprise uh-huh big fucking shocker and after all of that after the mission system kind of like imploded some asshole cowboys had a dick measuring contest in front of a woman and then one of them killed the other and then there's i guess there's another <laughs> ghost welcome to the fucking backstory <laughs> boo hiss oh it smells so bad oh 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 run it's so nasty. This episode, when you, when they talk to a lot of the witnesses, because there are a lot of witnesses, and the 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 stories that they provide can really be separated into two categories for me. So minute and boring that I don't understand why they're worth mentioning at all. Ugh. And so over the top as to be absolutely unacceptable and unbelievable. You mean everything that Richard Sennett brings up? Yes, everything that he shits out of his mouth. <laughs> so first we get 
first we get that like uh the guitarist guitar oh story. oh yeah let's talk about right? uh, let's talk about our our favorite like former employee of the park steve jones in the main altar of this mission one of the apparently favored padres for the chumash maybe i guess you know you pick your poison <laughs> he was one of the least bad yeah father pieras uh he is buried underneath the floorboards which great cool oh hmm. man zach got really amped about that though he's like oh there's a body down here he got turgid everything you say So Steve Jones was describing an event that they had there where a, a guitarist was playing and every time the guitarist stepped on the altar, his guitar went out of tune. That's so, so boring. It's so boring. And like, dude, and he, he just keeps telling the story where he's like, he's like, and then he stepped off of it and it was fine again. And then he stepped back onto the grave and it's out of tune again. And then he stepped off and it was fine again. And then he stepped back on and it was like, oh my God, dude. And you wouldn't believe it. He stepped on it again. <laughs> Zach is trying so hard. Zach is trying so fucking hard to be into this. Oh yeah. It's so not scary, and he wants it to be scary, and it, there's no one's winning in this situation. The story is failing. That's just like, oh gosh, wow, wow. This whole fucking story is so stupid, and his second story that is also stupid is that he 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 came into a room, a a, a very notorious room at the mission because sometimes the bed in that room will be all messed up with no explanation. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> and he tells the story about seeing one night a g -g 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 ghost padre. Zoinks, let's get going. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this whole episode just stinks of fucking Scooby-Doo. It's so good. <laughs> Especially when he describes the ghost because he says it looked like Ben Franklin in drag. Wait, did he say Ben Franklin in drag? What I would describe as a Ben Franklin in drag. He said in drag? Ben Franklin in drag. It, so that the what that put in my mind, because he said Ben Franklin in drag, which does not sound like what a Catholic priest dresses up like, given that this is California... <laughs> I just kind no. of I just kind of imagine like a drag queen who had a presidential gimmick. It sounds like divine. Yeah, exactly. Like divine like <laughs> given the time frame, maybe divine did a mountain of cocaine and was like kind of like white and pasty because of that. John Waters was filming some nasty ass shit in this <laughs> mission. And she's like stealing some meat in her like crotch. And then she wakes up after doing a mountain of cocaine <laughs> and like see like locks eyes with Steve Jones and then Divine's just like boo <laughs> and Steve Jones runs away. He pees his pants and runs away. <laughs> and John Waters is like, ah, cut. That's it. It's and scene.
Kill everyone now. Condone first-degree murder. Advocate cannibalism. Eat shit. Filth are my politics. Filth is my life. That is a great recipe for trap souls. Uh, oh, another thing I was going to bring up is that... Uh, so another person that they talk to uh, is like a straight-up ranger. And unlike the last episode, apparently yeah. they didn't get the, the government conspiracy memo mm-hmm. that they're not supposed to talk about ghosts because she just talks about ghosts like a lot you're talking about linda agrin the uh local interpreter and ranger at the and she's the one that tells the story of uh the fiesta the first thing i would like to note for our witches and warlocks is we we get on zach bagan's case for the way he stands a lot but jesus christ man during this interview, like, like go to five minutes and 15 seconds in, Zach looks like every douchebag outside of a club at 1 a.m. just looking for someone to fight. Like, he looks like he's about to throw hands at this fucking lady and while he's <laughs> telling this fucking story. Like, he looks like he's about to fucking full-on tackle him before. And, like, I, I do appreciate Linda really reading the room. Because she's she's discussing this this event where two men uh, named Jorge and Vicente at a fiesta, oh, yeah. and she's saying she's like these two men uh, at a fiesta, and then she looks at Zach and says, "A big party," and Zach nods. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She can see his eyes glaze over. <laughs> When any like Spanish word is said that's not nacho, yeah. or ataque, ataque, ataque. <laughs> I don't know too much Spanish. Cuando es tu cumpleaños? I think that means what's your birthday. So she tells the story of these two fucking dick bags, and like, I love this story because anybody who ever says that you know violent movies and video games cause violence. clearly has no understanding of what history was because oh yeah what these two bros do to like measure their dicks for this woman is bury a bunch of chickens up to their necks in the ground dude this shit is fucked this shit is so fucked and then the whole game that they make is to gallop around and try and rip the the fucking chickens heads off while they're doing it on horseback straight up they're this is horror film stuff. Like, yeah. there's no reason. There's no reason why it had to be living chickens. It could have been flags. It could have been any form of, like, yeah, sticks, flags, anything that you can yank out of the ground. You Imagine how hard it is to bury up to the neck several live chickens. They had to put in effort for this level of like over the top <laughs> cruelty like this is this is hellraiser shit so the woman that they were trying to court and prove who is the best is <laughs> named Anita and Jorge and Vicente are like ooh yeah we're going to show you exactly what men we are just give us uh i don't know an hour <laughs> an hour and a half yeah we got to dig some <laughs> holes we got to capture the chickens and they're like they're fucking like Anita's just, like, bored watching them chase some chickens around. They're just like, come on, come on, come on, you little fucker. We're going to put you in a hole. And they put the chickens in the hole. Um, unfortunately for Jorge, 
He can't pluck a single chicken. Oh, what a loser. What a cuck. He's a total <laughs> cuck. Yeah, Vicente fucking, like, alphas up on Jorge by presenting Anita with three severed chicken heads that he ripped out of the ground himself. Yeah. Again, I... is this directed by John Waters? I don't know. <laughs> this sounds very John Waters. This sounds like exactly like a scene out of Pink Flamingos. It would only be John Waters if they were trying to fuck the chickens, not kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my balls, mama. Uh, Eggman, Eggman! Oh my God! <laughs> Anita was the—that's why they were doing the chickens. Anita was like the egg, Edith the egg lady. I love eggs so much. Oh, I just can't wait to have more eggs. In here, in here, Mr. Eggman! Here I am! Oh, 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 the Eggman, the Eggman! Uh, Jorge, incensed by his loss, murders Vicente, and buries him in. Again, according to the legend, there's no evidence of this. I mean, if he's that good at burying chickens up to their neck yeah. that fast, he's probably really fast at burying his enemies. So Vicente apparently now haunts the jail, and that's that's the story behind Linda, who is, again, as a government official, giving some credence to the existence of ghosts. Yeah, so uh, taking away from the conspiracy uh, that the government will not let us know about ghosts. Your lives may be in danger. Why? Uh, you've seen things that weren't to be seen. I can provide you with information, but only so long as it's in my best interest to do so. What is your interest? The truth. Well, she's a government employee of California. Those liberal hippies. Ugh. Liberals. Liberals. Wait, where where was the other place? Where was the last place? The fort. Florida. That was in California, right? No, that was Florida. In Florida. Oh, oh, the other the other California. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the dark California. <laughs> it's Bizarro California. <laughs> Just like how Bizarro yeah. Superman shows up and he's like, "Be strong." Me good, you super, you dumb, me hate. Florida is the bizarro California. That stirred it up, I bet. <laughs> we have a couple more witnesses. We have, um, we have Bill Henry, uh, who was a, he's one of the, what they're called, volunteer guides. Yeah, he dressed up. He dressed up like in period clothing. And he dressed up and... He got tapped. He got tapped? That's a slap bill, which is yeah. a... <laughs> he got tapped. I wrote it down in the notes as, guy gets tapped and then in, and then in brackets slapped. Yeah. And he, 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 he uh, mimics the experience as he slaps Zach on the back. And Zach is taken aback from the slap on the back. And he turns to Bill and says, that is a slap, in fact. And he... wow, what a limerick! <laughs> Thank you. That sounds like a song that uh, Redbone and the uh, the, the big, big bean, bean riot would the... play called uh, "Taken Aback by the Backs by the Zach Backslap." Right down here in cell seventeen, brown bean. Where's the one that's dancing here? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> and 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 Redbone would go, take it aback, and then the, the background singers would go, by the Zach Backslap, 
you, you, know. you realize that the, the position that you're putting us in with this constant reference to our imaginary <laughs> ska band is that eventually we're going to have to release a Zach Bagans themed ska album. Oh, fuck, man. That's so much work, but that sounds so good. So, so Bill Henry, our first costume boy, he slapped Zach on the back. And he saw. And he's taken aback. He's taken aback. Zach is taken aback by the back slap, and he's. Bill says that he saw barefoot, barefoot footprints on the floor. Who fucking cares? That's not anything. Yeah, no, it's not interesting. And and speaking of not anything, our second uniform boy, Arthur Carlos. God. So this 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 this, this person. You know, Zach looks like a bro at five minutes and 15 seconds, ready to fucking pounce on anybody that looks at him crossways. Uh, Arthur yeah. Carlos looks at, like, the other guy outside of a bar who's trying to fucking bum cigarettes off of people. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's very gone. And he's telling the stupidest stories. It's so dumb because the story sounds interesting until you realize he's describing a dream he had. That's okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Arthur Carlos talks about being in the couple's quarters or whatever. It's where people used to have sex. Yeah. And he goes to sleep in one of the beds. Now, first question, Eric Hoofnagel. I don't like to make judgments out of. Well, I do like to make judgments out of people, but I, I'm not. I'm trying to keep an open mind. But like, what was this dude sleeping in the mission? What is he doing? He's really taking on the character. He's like, they slept here. Well. I don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> Arthur is actually the best character actor that the world has ever seen and slash never seen. Oh, he's dedicated. He learned to speak Chumash the entire thing, which is why he stayed and lived there and he wove all of his own clothes. <laughs> but he talks about this stupid story where he he falls asleep and then in a and he he says he looks over and sees an angry looking soldier and he starts talking to himself about how it can't be real and then the soldier starts approaching and then the soldier chokes him and it's like and oh wow and he says you got to get out of here you can't do that you you're can't not do real. that you're not real you're not real but he ends the story by saying and then i woke up boom done it's a nothing sandwich what the fuck? Yeah, and Zach and Zach is like Zach's again just really really trying to like this story. Oh, I think he I mean Zach is an easy mark. He is like dancing. <laughs> he really goddamn Zach loves ghost story. He loves scary stories more than anyone I've ever seen. There's no one who likes scary stories more than him. Right on. Guys, I'm getting chills right now. Yeah, no, I I'm did too. I'm getting chills. Or something. Anyways, I don't, I don't fucking care. I don't care. I'm mad at this episode. This episode wasted my goddamn time. Well, well, luckily, here comes Richard Sennett again mm. with, uh, with his fantastical stories. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's telling the story about, like, walking into the chapel and turns and sees and like his stories are like are not you know like oh i felt someone touch my hair or i heard a voice he's just like i turned and saw three ghosts of indians praying and they were right next to me yeah not and they were they had blankets on 
and one of them had pock marks all over their face. Not they not, had smallpox from not, the blankets. Not only were they wearing blankets, but tattered and dirty tattered. blankets that he yes. was able to discern with perfect clarity. He's such a fucking bullshitter. I, any, if you've ever like caught someone just pathologically lying to you. This is exactly what they sound like. Yeah. It, this story, like the way he tells his stories. And Zach is just in it. Well, God, he loves this shit. It, it's just like our, our favorite, our, re, our true favorite psychic, which I hope makes a comeback someday, Sheila. But you know what is funny is that he really doesn't like you the most. Yeah. yeah. Everything that guy just says bullshit. Thank you. Oh, Sheila. It's, Sweet it's, Sheila. It's that level of detail that liars put in to stories to make them <laughs> sound real. Zach reacts to this story of seeing of Richard in the most gigantic air quotes, jacking off the biggest ghost penis in mock of this story. <laughs> Zach, Zach gets, uh, Zach gets so turgid about this story oh, of R Richard seeing fully, this. Fully torqued. He, he is fully torqued. Come to the point where he becomes like a third grader with his his questions like why do you think his face was all marked because of the small bucks oh man did you <gasps> freak what? out gee mister what did you do were you brave did you a freak out? oh yeah what did you do when it looked at you the last one was that like some lady heard uh voices but they were speaking in Spanish, and they're like, they were speaking in Spanish, and she's like, yeah, was that or Chumash? It just wasn't English. To be fair to uh, to that woman, Zach very subtly, not subtly, pushes her to shame Chumash. Because she, she corrects herself. She's like, oh, well, it might have not been Spanish. It certainly wasn't English. And Zach is, like, doing the hand motion of, like, continue, continue, continue. So it might have been shh. And she's Conjecture, conjecture. <laughs> uh, yeah. You did miss. You did miss my favorite uh, Richard Spencer story, though. Richard Senate, rather. <laughs> Richard Spencer, the fucking Nazi. <laughs> uh, Richard's. Oh god, I'm gonna keep calling him Richard Spencer. Richard Senate. He talks about going to another room, and he he heard the sounds of flute music. And he says the whitest shit ever. Everything Richard Sennett says is the whitest shit ever. <laughs> but this is the whitest of the white shit because he says with perfect, again, in an episode that only features white people. <laughs> Talking about exclusively non-white ghosts. Exactly. Exclusively non-white ghosts. Richard Spencer, a white guy, says to another group of white guys. Richard Sennett! <laughs> Richard Senate. I'm sorry, Richard Senate. <laughs> white old white man says to a, a group of younger white bros, they believe that the flutes are very sacred. Which of course, okay, yeah, sure, I'm sure. I'm every that's like the 
every white guy who talks about native culture is just like, well, everything's sacred to the natives, the leaves. And the... Well, I've seen Disney's Peter Pan, so I know enough about the natives. You know, I believe that I, after seeing Pocahontas, I could paint with all the colors of the wind. You know, I learned that skill. And Zach, Zach obviously takes that to heart as we go into the lockdown, but we do have one other important thing to talk about. It's the skit. Fucking, it's the fucking Sandy Hill skit. Um, Dude, it's sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. Why do they put sand on a hill? (laughs) It's so fucking stupid, dude. So, like, so they go hiking up a hill. And first, uh, Aaron, man, he lost some trust on this he 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 reveals how f- simple of a man he truly is when he goes he goes what sand dude who put this it's here it's sand why would there be it's, sand on who a put hill? sand on a hill <laughs> i know it, you're walking up a dune you're walking up a dune my guy that is a christian way of seeing things sand on a hill who put this here who did who this? Made, who yeah. did this? <laughs> who put this fucking sand Aaron here? Aaron wants to speak to the manager of the hills of California as to why they're so fucking sandy. He wants to speak to God. <laughs> he wants to take a big step over the sandy hill to speak to the G.O.D. <laughs> so, Zach, strangely enough, for being so utterly swole, is completely out of breath. He falls down. He's, like, having a hard time, and he's like, starts making fun of Aaron, who's, like, you know, several yards ahead of him doing fine. Well, so that's my favorite part of this sketch, is Zach is the wettest and moistest boy. I wrote this down because the sequence of events is very important. As Zach calls out, Nick is inexplicably wearing a jacket in the heat and has yeah. the energy of a high schooler anime kid who thinks he's badass because he like bought a katana yeah. at a smoke shop or whatever. I'm so surprised his thumb isn't going through <laughs> the sleeve. Yeah, he doesn't he, he didn't like craft his own like half gloves out of it. Yeah. There's not there's there's not a single uh fucking safety pin on his his garb, which is weird. There should be a a whole row yeah. of them. This is my second favorite edit of the episode after the first of zach not being able to uh finish his speech at the very beginning (sighs) this edit is really funny because zach our head editor as we established zach has final say on editing he does the rough cuts our editor he is the editor he takes it to the head all the time and zach keeps alien versus Um, that sounds like a really fun porno, but <laughs> fucking Zach, our editor, is trying to poke fun at Nick for wearing a jacket, and he's like, you know what they say about people who wear jackets when it's hot outside, and Nick, like, stunts on the camera by saying, oh, they're dude, yeah. dangerous. Wake me up! <laughs> Wake me up inside! So, <laughs> this is one of my favorite edits, because... Zach, like, Zach wants to do a bit, clearly, that he thinks 
deserves to be in the show because he tugs on Nick's jacket to make his point about Nick being a weirdo for wearing uh, for wearing a jacket when it's hot. And then he leaves frame as Nick tries to to like say something again. Nick tries to say beware because people who wear jackets in the hot the heat are so fucking dangerous. But Zach cuts it in the middle of him saying beware. <laughs> like the instant Zach is out of the frame, I just imagined him being in the editing bay, being like, "Well, I'm not in the shot anymore, so cut." <laughs> Oh my and god. That, that is immediately followed by Zach again fat shaming Aaron. Aaron Aaron makes a fucking picnic joke and then Zach follows that up with a fat joke saying they brought a defibrillator for Aaron. Such a dick. I, I can see that he wanted to keep that in because he thought that was a good zinger, but I'm not sure if he's self-aware enough to realize how the rest of that scene played out because we see two people lugging camera equipment that are doing fine. <laughs> and Zach's got nothing but his own arm weight, <laughs> He's got And his goddamn belt buckle. <laughs> it's that belt buckle really weighing him down. But he's making fat jokes at Aaron. Yeah. He's like, we brought a defibrillator for Aaron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the one, like, completely, like, leaned yeah. over, unable to catch his breath. Oh, what a... And, you know, we get to the top of this mountain, and it's a great view, but I still don't understand why. There is a... There's a moment where he he points to a sign warning about rattlesnakes. Oh, yeah, we get a nice callback. Yes. Get a nice callback. Snake 2, electric boogaloo, might happen. <laughs> Unfortunately, no snakes make themselves known, and then it just fizzles out into fucking nothing, because who the fuck cares? Do you want to talk about anything else before we go into the lockdown? Is there anything even fucking worth mentioning in this goddamn fucking train wreck of an episode? You know, I have to say, I have to say there's one thing that we did miss before the lockdown, and it and it leads into a theory that I have running for this entire uh, episode. Yeah. The amount of times that Richard Sennett is involved in this episode, in this particular haunting, has me thinking that he he is the fabricator. He is the one fucking making this shit happen. Like, if this was a Scooby-Doo episode, he gets unmasked. They unmask the fucking ghost at the end, and it's fucking Richard Sennett. You're saying that it wasn't divine on a John Waters-inspired cocaine bender. <laughs> no. It, it is Richard no, Sennett. No. It was Richard Sennett, nude, in full divine makeup. I fucking, I love that. With, with like, uh, you know, a sauce, a very large sausage tied to his penis. <laughs> Dude, we've just alienated everyone who listens to this show who doesn't know anything about John Waters. We don't want you to be uncomfortable anymore, and we want you to go ahead and, and get out of this area. I think that it's appropriate now to get into the lockdown of La Prisma Mission. This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. No! 
I do love this theory going into the lockdown that Richard Spencer is the man. Richard the said it. <laughs> said it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm gonna start keeping count of how many times you say Richard Spencer. <laughs> This is going off the rails in the fucking best way. I love this theory yeah. of Richard Sennett being the the man at the haunted music amusement park. Oh, he! I mean, just keep tabs like throughout this episode. He is definitely like old man Sennett. What? <laughs> it was you all along. I was just trying to get content for my next book. And if it wasn't for you damn kids, <laughs> I would have gotten away with it too. But it would have been hard to get away with any kind of tomfoolery with the top-notch security at this fort. It's a guy in a truck. Oh my, I fucking... This, was, this is honestly my favorite part of the episode because Zach is still so committed to this lockdown bit for some yeah. reason. Yeah, he's like, there's no way we can escape. They'll shoot us. To paint the picture for people or from our home audience, they pull up on a road and on that road entering this mission facility is a truck with one guy. And like you look at the, the when they leave, the truck pulls back onto the road and then on either side of the road is just grass. Yeah. The, Flat grass that, where anyone can get in from any angle. My, my favorite part about that whole is the ju juxtaposition of these boys desperately trying to play up how secure this facility is with the shot of how not secure the facility is. It's just... It, it lacks everything that the that a ghost adventure a good ghost adventure episode is supposed to have. Yeah. You know? You're supposed they're supposed to get locked in a fucking place where they're gonna get mesothelioma. You know? They're supposed to be locked down somewhere where it's cold and it's shitty and scary. And yeah. some guy locks them in there and he's like, Oh, good luck, Lil. <laughs> you know? That's part of the whole thing. Yeah. And that they don't have it in this one. Well, the whole lockdown concept is really funny to me because in all of the ghost adventures I've watched, it only ever comes up one time where the lockdown matters of them being locked. And that's in the documentary, and they still just jump out the window anyways. So fuck it. There's no way anyone's getting in this place. Yeah, man, they keep this place really protected. They really protect their ghosts here. This episode commits two things in a row, which are immediate indicators that they get nothing as far as evidence what the faffing around and too many witnesses okay four things too many interviews faffing around too many interviews a full-on faffing lots around of skit. Aaron bullying uh there's Aaron bullying five things <laughs> <laughs> uh, two weapons are fear and surprise and ruthless efficiency are three weapons are fear <laughs> and ruthless efficiency and an almost fanatical devotion to the Pope are four. No. Five things. Faffing around, too many witnesses, Aaron bullying, them talking about their X cameras for too long, and them bringing their evidence to have somebody confirm that they also believe that it's paranormal in Richard Sen. And we will fucking talk about that. God yeah. damn it. Keep note. Keep note. 
witches and warlocks. <sighs> Richard Sennett. He is behind all of this. The first thing they do is they go to the uh, Chumash village portion of this facility. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Where he's like... He's like... He's like, hold up. Aaron may look like he's dressed like an Indian. Oh my god. Oh my god. And, and he's pointing at Aaron and Zach has strapped uh, artifacts In- to Aaron. Yeah. To his back. Yeah. Like two, po- two like little like ceramic bits with like feathers sticking out of them. You could say that Zach strapped a couple of things to Aaron's back and Aaron was taken yeah, aback Zach because strapped he was, the back. Zach strapped that back. Taking the back. Dude. No, don't do Listen, man. No, this don't do this. Zach prefaces this by saying that their presence felt unwanted and I wonder if it's because they're a bunch of white dudes who just strapped a bunch of shit to Aaron's back and then Zach was like, you might think Aaron's an Indian. I think that was a wrong thing for them to done. And then, and then, he he pulls out the CD player. Oh God! And he's like, "We're gonna play this Chumash, this like authentic Chumash music, off of a CD." <laughs> and he and he says, and he says, "I'm gonna play this Indian music." Yeah. And this is the most uh, like honest. I like reaction Aaron has ever had <laughs> that I've seen yet. Yeah. To to Zach's stupidity. Yeah. Um he like I don't think he realizes that he's very he's so visible because like, you know, it's night vision and whatnot. Yeah. But he like when 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 Zach says, I'm gonna play this Indian music. Aaron shuts his eyes and shakes his head. <laughs> and, like, it's so honest. Dude. Uh, Zach is confused as to why the spirits don't want them there. He puts a bunch of artifacts, like, t- duct tapes them to his bait bitch, which is one reason. <laughs> yeah, he says he's, he's, we're basically using him as bait. Yeah. And then, and then Aaron gets to let out his, like, cool, like, <laughs> I hate you. But they they also fucking strap the boombox to Aaron and then just walk away. So there's two strikes. The the third strike that really sets the fucking people away is baby EVP. No, it's well, don't forget because Zach starts before they get the baby EVP by realizing the Chumash probably don't speak English. Oh, God, dude. And he, he does the most stereotypical white guy. The the mouth movement with his fucking hand. Like, he's got <laughs> he's, his hand in a fucking puppet. He's and he's like, puppet. speak, speak, speak into this. At that point, any, any Chumash spirits that were around were just like, ugh. They, I just imagine there was like some, some like chief who like had some intense wisdom to drop and he was just about to and he's like opening his mouth and he just sees that and he goes no no and just and just walks off walks away and then disappears and that was his like unfinished business 
like the last bit of respect he had for white people is gone and he disappears into the afterlife perhaps this he has an actual passion he maybe maybe is the one that we can finally communicate with and then he's like uh you see our friend is dressed up like an indian because we put some gourds on him we made this music uh chumash talk 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 do you see my hand move this is what your mouth should do <laughs> oh my God. That that's that. Did you eat oysters here? <laughs> that's the sound that they get. It wasn't the baby crying. It was just like the collective sigh, like, oh, was, okay, oh, all right, <laughs> we're out. Dude, I'm crying, dude. What? I don't know why. They go to the infirmary next, and Zach lays in a bed. And begins to try and get the the ghosts to speak into the EVP recorder. Yeah. And sure. this is the longest question that I've ever heard. Like, Zach just doesn't fucking stop asking the question. You think, like, brevity would be important when asking ghosts questions so they have a chance to answer. But, like... Dude, I timed this. It's a full <laughs> 20 seconds long. He doesn't leave any any room for them to say shit. No, no, he's he's just he he feels stiff in the bed and then he just is like, "Uh, did you feel stiff in this bed because of the disease that the Spaniards brought to you and are you mad that that happened to you and your family?" And like did your butthole itch because you shit too much and you couldn't clean yourself properly and you were too sick? And did that make you even more mad because your itchy asshole was like a constant reminder of the crimes that the Spanish committed against you? And were you kind of bummed? This sounds exactly like it. <laughs> were you upset about the, all the sand that somebody brought here? <laughs> did it like uh, itch? Did it get everywhere? Was it coarse? Did you hate it? We believe this EVP came from an intelligent spirit. He gets a disembodied voice that makes him whoa, and then he gets a, a come here EVP. And again, okay, with all almost all of the EVPs in this this uh, this episode, again, just like most of the stories about this place, it's a fucking nothing sandwich because. I'm listening to this episode on good headphones with the volume all the way up. I don't hear shit, man. There's some there's some shit where I'm like, D you just said that something happened. Because yeah. there's nothing. That That's like most of this entire episode. And it really begins here because uh, Zach... They, they, they all think they hear the come here, and then they begin to do their yeah. favorite... Uh, group improv routine where <laughs> yeah. they, they, it's called the I feel and everybody yeah, yeah, begins yeah, yeah. to say all the things that they feel and then Zach says he can feel their sickness and boy he doesn't like it and then Zach like like stumbles over his own words and blames it on the ghosts He's like, and he's like, oh, I can't even speak. Like, what's going on? And then Nick's like, do you feel drained? Do you feel drained right now? And he's like, yeah, oh, that's it. Oh, they're draining my energy. 
It's like I could feel their sickness, and I don't like it. Which is like the greatest understatement of the smallpox experience you could possibly have. Like that's what that's what people with smallpox. I don't like like this. (laughs) You know what, Eric? I got the smallpox, and I got to tell you, not a big fan. No, sir. I didn't like it. Oh my God! You called it so well last episode, especially for what Zach does now, of him being a fucking rodeo clown. When he when he rings the <laughs> bell wheel, yeah, the most annoying invention. And he's like, "Come on, ghosts! Come on out! Feeds up, feeds out! Come on! Yep, yep, yep!" <laughs> this entire episode is just like a. A how-to guide to piss off the paranormal. Am I talking? You're talking crap out of it. All right. Oh my gosh, man. They go next to the jail to bother the ghost of Vicente, the murdered chicken champ. Chicken choker. Yeah, the the chicken choker. So Zach starts (laughs) moving things around in here and asking uh, Vicente if he doesn't like stuff being moved around and yeah and then he lightly turns a cot over yeah which is one of the funniest things i've ever seen am i standing on your bed right now right at this exact moment i captured an evp an electronic voice phenomena or spirit voice on my digital recorder no god no god please no 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 no! So if I was a, if I were if I were a half buried chicken, what would you do to me? Huh? What would you do to my neck? <laughs> exactly. He should have been buried in the ground to see if something pulled. <laughs> yeah, his they should have buried him. <laughs> Where is this story coming from that Vicente, who was murdered and buried here, doesn't like things being moved around? You know who fucking told him that? Oh. Richard fucking Senate definitely told him that. Um, yeah, yeah, I, it's, I've been told um, by Richard Sennett. The next EVP they get as they take the thermal camera outside. Oh, the next EVP? You mean a bird in a field? Yeah. Another fucking bird? Bamboozled by birds Jeez. the season. <laughs> God damn it, dude. It's nonstop. They, and they get a fucking image on the, the Predator camera. Okay. Okay, so it's like it's like an upside-down teardrop on the, the thermal camera, which I thought ghosts were supposed to be cold. Right. So what the fuck is the point of a thermal camera if you're not looking for dark spots in a hot place? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what it was? You you want to know what it is? What was it? It's Richard Sennett. <laughs> hiding behind a bush, ready to pop. Not out. even hiding. Not even hiding. It's Richard Sennett, literally out in the field, standing, watching them, fully nude, so he can get as much heat radiating off his body. That's Richard Sennett out there, nude, watching them. And then when they panned the camera back, he was gone because he sprinted <laughs> out of frame, running free. Not because he just laid down. 
<laughs> so they get Richard Spencer, Richard Senate on the. Good fucking god! I need a count. I need a count. Witches and warlocks, my dearest witches and warlocks, Silence. please give us a count of how many times Joel says Richard Spencer it's in just... this fucking episode. <laughs> The next thing that they do, after they they use the predator camera and Richard Senate is on camera, <laughs> they go to the the bed where Divine uh, woke up from their coke bender. Richard Senate, and that they see the bed is all messed up. Ooh. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. B- bed is unmade, and Zach gets. Like the most visible ghost boner I may have seen in this show. Oh yeah. He's like he's he's giddy. It's like a little kid coming downstairs and finding presents around the fucking Christmas tree. Just oh 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 my god, he came! Yeah. Oh and he's like and he's like, see that smile on my face? That's what we do. This is it. This is what we do this for, you know? Like, come. Uh, the the interesting thing to me about this uh, particular instance, Eric, is uh, where's the static cam? Where's the where's the static cam? I mean, the static cam has been sitting there, but apparently not filming. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Yeah. Instead, they're just like. Yeah, well, let's just forget that that was there. We don't want this image of fucking Aaron messing up this bed on purpose. It, it's Richard... Richard Senate. Richard Senate. It's Richard Senate. He is hiding underneath the bed. You just out, just out of frame. <laughs> waiting for... Fully n- nude. To fucking... Yeah, fully nude. He's just like... He's covered in mud. I keep thinking... Keep thinking... <laughs> That's how we avoided the predator. If it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> that's how the, that's how we avoided the fucking thermal cam after he was seen. He was like, okay, I was on camera, and he just he like just, dived in he mud. Just jumped. <laughs> he just jumped into a puddle of mud. I just imagine if like you just turn up the turn up the brightness on any shot of this show, yeah. you can see Richard Senate like in a doorway, fully nude, just watching these guys. Yeah, which would make this the scariest episode <laughs> ever made. All of that has left psychic scars. Uh, so Nick stays in that bedroom where things got messed up. He doesn't fucking get anything that matters to talk about. Hang on, I do have to. I do have to just talk a little bit of shit. Okay, about what do. Nick picks up. Please do. It's so lame. He gets nothing. He fucking freaks out in a bed. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Sounds like my sex life. Yeah, apologizing in bed is something that we're both. It's me, very... me, me in bed. <laughs> It's me in a bed going, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what, huh? What's that? So he, he is, he, he channels me in bed too, where he lays down. He's like, what the hell am I doing? That's me. Every fucking like, what am I doing? (laughs) Jesus Christ. You at the end of, you at the end of every day. Yeah. What the (laughs) hell am I doing with my life? (laughs) I need help. I need a lot of help. I need a lot of mental health. 
Okay, so wait, let's hear... So there's the flute mu- music. Yeah. Yeah, which is either Zach and Aaron picking up the sound of them playing flute music, or Richard Sennett is in the rafters, covered in mud, playing a flute. Duh! Fucking duh! It's Richard Sennett playing his own CD that he made. Do you think that Richard Sennett also made their CD? That's who they relied on for their traditional <laughs> yes. music. Richard Sennett is his psychic daddy, and like he's clearly turning to him for all his psychic needs. But little does he know, daddy's running the show. Daddy is running the show because he wants that sweet, sweet bread. And then, speaking of that sweet, sweet bread, when they finish, who do they bring the evidence to? Richard Sennett. Richard Sennett! Duh! Fucking duh, dude. This is the whole grift. He's been running the whole show all along. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, listen, listen, Zach, you're a big deal. I can tell, because I'm psychic. You're, <laughs> you're a big deal, buddy. You're, you're a big boy. You're going to bring me all the information at the end, and I'm going to tell you if it's real or not. Yep, and of course, Richard Sennett goes... In the thermal image, which is a blob, which is him, before he covers himself in mud. Yeah, and he's like, mm, he sh- that boy, that's a handsome ghost right there. Can you see the outlines of his thick biceps and manly body? It's got to be a satchel there, or he's very well endowed. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> Look how big it is. Fuck it. Zero out of ten. Worst episode so far. Throw it in the garbage pile of history. Fuck this episode. I hate it. I hate everybody involved. It's the worst. I have in my I have in my notes. I have in my notes. It just says right here. This episode blows. And blows is in caps. <laughs> All caps. Even Richard Sennett's machinations couldn't make it any more interesting. On that note of of exposing Richard Sennett for the, the, the boy that he is. It's time to challenge Zach Bagans. Come fight us in the fucking dark, you coward. Fight us in the dark. Coward. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. Honestly, what I really want to do is just get a Native American to come with Ooh. us and just and just watch Zach kind of melt down as he tries like just a just just anybody. Just some guy. And just as Zach is like, so can you tell me about the history of your people? And he's just like <laughs> Why? Because you're obviously more connected to the spiritual realm. You're so much more in tune. Tell me, have you had any training as a medicine man? And the guy's just like, Jesus, I work at a fucking uh, car shop. I can repair your car. <laughs> okay, so you're you're basically trying to shrivel him. You're trying to shrivel Zach Baggins as a man by actually putting him in front of a real Native American. 
That's a rough one. That's mean. That's good. And it's hard. But I'm going to go a little harder. Oh, no. I want this entire battle to be orchestrated by the greatest puppet master that's ever lived. Richard Sennett. Every move, every minutia impressed by this amazing psychic man. Yes. And you know how I'm going to do that? Hmm. It's not going to be me in the fight. It's going to be Richard Sennett in an Eric Hoofnagel costume. <laughs> <laughs> Fully nude. Yeah. Just ready. Covered Just... in mud. Mm-hmm. Coming out of the sticks. It's going to look like me, but something's going to be a little off. And right before that killing blow, he's going to rip that face off. And Zach's going to look into the eyes of Richard Sennett. And then Zach just shakes his head and says, not like this. Not like this. <laughs> That's a challenge, man. Me and you are not even going to be there. It's going to be Richard Spencer. No, it's amazing. We basically get to step back. We're going to sip and watch from our command center on the on our own X cameras as Richard Spencer in an Eric Hoofnagel suit and some Richard go- said it! <laughs> Richard said it! You son of a bitch! I, God damn it, dude. It's It's got to be ten times. It's got to be ten times already. Fuck. I fucked up the Witches outro. and Warlocks, do your own research. Count how many times. Joel says Richard Spencer instead of Richard Sennett. Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. <laughs> hey, Joel. Yeah? I love you, buddy. Love you, too. Let's just fizzle this out. Let's just fizzle this out. No, let's just fucking fizzle this one out where I'm like, I need to pee really bad. I need, I need to take about six showers. Man, just go take six showers. Take as many showers as you want. Forget about it. All right, all you witches and warlocks, thank you so much for listening. Me and Eric really appreciate it. We love doing this nonsense. So if you love it, please follow us on Twitter at CFMITD. Please send all of your questions, your fan art of Zach doing horrible things to Aaron to Aaron spelled A-A-R-O-N is a bottom biatch B-I-A-T-C-H at gmail.com find us on Podbean and Apple Podcasts and Spotify please leave us a review like us give us some five stars it helps promote the show if you want to share it around show your friends we would really appreciate it thanks we love you have a good night